Hello adventurer, and welcome to the Skyrim Book Club, the on-the-go solution for the busy adventure in Tamriel's coldest, far-reaching province. Let us collect the literature and lore of this great province for you and put it into a portable package so that you never have to stop fighting dragons, picking flowers, or stealing from shopkeepers when they aren't looking. With an ever-increasing archive, SkyrimBookClub.ca has got the story for you. Until next time, enjoy the book. Thirsk, a revised history, chronicles the Nord Mead Hall of Thirsk, circa 4th era 201, focusing primarily on its chieftains. On the eastern bank of Lake Fjalding stands Thirsk, a grand mead hall that serves as the home and center of operations for a most valiant clan of Nord warriors. Long ago, a small group of Skull decided to leave the main village and free themselves of their brethren's strict adherence to nature worship. They sought to live life as their ancestors had in Skyrim, free to kill what they wanted, when they wanted, free to worship in any manner they chose. A group braved the harsh weather and traveled south toward Lake Fjalding, where they found the perfect location for a new settlement. There, they decided to construct a grand mead hall that would serve as their new home and hunting lodge. After several months of building, the companions had completed the task and named the mead hall Thirsk. The settlers looked upon all they had accomplished and were truly proud of their accomplishment. But their happiness was short-lived, and the settlers soon learned that not everyone celebrated the construction of Thirsk. As the mead hall was being erected, so too was the noise and commotion of construction disturbing an ancient creature that lay dormant under the ice. It was a tragic twist of irony, therefore, that as the last beam of the great hall was nailed in place, the slumbering beast did finally awaken. His ancient name was Uderfricht, though the settlers knew him only as death. The Uderfricht came to the newly completed mead hall and wreaked vengeance upon those who had shattered the peace of his long, cold sleep. He killed without warning, without mercy, reducing the Thirsk Nords to half their number. It was the valiant sorcerer Eldred Icelight who finally drove the beast back to his lair beneath the frozen lake and used his magic to seal the entrance with a great wall of ice. The horror was over, but the price was great. It took the settlers two months to fix the damage done by the Uderfricht, and with so many strong hands now gone, it was slow and tedious work. Finally, Thirsk stood proud and tall once more. But even though the settlers had worked together to construct the Mead Hall and drive away the threat of the Uderfricht, Tensions quickly grew over who would serve as their leader. Most of the men considered Hrothman the Red their de facto chieftain, as he was the strongest and most capable of the lot. But one warrior, Drenger Bronzehelm, disagreed. He thought himself the most capable to rule over Thirsk, and loudly voiced his opposition to Hrothmund. Knowing that conflict and discord would only serve to destroy the new life they had worked so hard to create, Hrothman the Red exercised his only true option. He swung his great axe and beheaded Drengir Bronzehelm where he stood. The Nords appreciated more than anything a warrior's prowess in battle, and Drengir's slaying proved to them that Hrothman was indeed most worthy to be Thirsk's chieftain. So that the other Nords would never forget he had proven his right to lead, Hrothmund placed Drengir's head on a pedestal in the center of the Thirsk's main hall for all to see. And so began Thirsk's most time-honored tradition. Any warrior, regardless of race or sex, could claim leadership of the Mead Hall by displaying the most impressive battle trophy on the Great Hall's pedestal. So long as the spirit of Hrothman the Red consented, the warrior would be named chieftain. Hrothman's Bane For twenty-one years, Hrothman the Red ruled over Thirsk and its residents as chieftain. With his soft voice and great axe, which was said to be the largest weapon of its kind ever wielded by a Nord, Hrothman brought peace and prosperity to Thirsk. But peace proved to be Hrothman's undoing, for the mighty Nord grew restless in the warmth and safety of the Mead Hall. He longed for battle and adventure, 
to feel the frost in his veins once more, and could ignore the call of valor no longer. When word spread of a giant, bloodthirsty, white wolf terrorizing travelers in the Mosering Mountains, Hrothman took up his great axe and set out to defeat the beast alone. The men of the mountains named him Ondiaje, the fell wolf. The beast measured as large as an ox, with fur as white as new-fallen snow, and it was said no man or woman alive could bring Ondiaje down. The words of the mountain folk proved true, for while Hrothman did hew one leg from the fell wolf, Ondiaje devoured the mighty Nord whole, leaving only his great axe as a grim reminder of man's failure against beast. Filled with sorrow and rage, the residents of Thirsk marched to the mountains in search of the wolf, called by them Hrothman's bane. Only together did they manage to slay Ondiaje, and as family they feasted on his roasted flesh. The following is a list of Thirsk's chieftains since Hrothman first ruled. Hrothman the Red, Nord Male, slew Drengir, Bronzehelm, and presented his head as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for twenty-one years, slain and devoured by Ondiaje, the fell wolf. Isgaror Whitewave, Nord Female, slew the necromancer Hildir Wormheart and presented his heart as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for four years. Einar, Nord Male, slew the frost giant Gualog and presented his foot as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for six years. Gissel Roundgut, Nord Male, slew Einar and presented his sword as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for two months. Einar the Younger, Nord Male, slew Gissel Roundgut and presented his stomach as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for seven years. Gryotgarar, Nord Male, slew the white witch Katla and presented her staff as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for two years. Amelia Bontecu, Breton female, slew Gryotgarar and presented his head as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for three years. Thoromir Stormkiller, Nord Male, slew the brothers Annie and Ali and presented their enchanted hammers as battle trophies, ruled over Thirsk for 16 years. Igalife, Nord Female, slew Odni the Unfaithful and presented her hand as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for 8 years. Cacino Aurelia, Imperial Male, slew the Imperial Hero, Claudius Anzion, and presented his sword as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for 3 weeks. Fraud. Eldiar Bearskinner, Nord Male, slew the imperial fraud Cacino Aurelia and presented his tongue as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for five years. Falky the Fat, Nord Male, slew a pack of six rabid wolves and presented their claws as battle trophies, ruled over Thirsk for three months, succumbed to madness and death as a result of rabies. Shivana the Knife, Nord Female, slew Greta Wolfchild and presented her sword as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for four years. Banier Whitebeard, Nord Male, slew three orc raiders and presented their eyes as battle trophies, ruled over Thirsk for 22 years. Skjaldr Wolfrunner, Nord Male, slew the wizard Gris the Yellow and presented his head as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for three years, slain in the Mead Hall. There is here a period of unrecorded histories. At some point, the Udafrikt was dealt with once and for all, but the leader of Thirsk in this time is unrecorded. There were, apparently, several other chieftains who came and went before the resumption of record. The Thirsk devotion to oral tradition means these names may forever be lost to history. Girgun the Colossus, Nord Male, slew Thyold the Ill-Minded and presented his brains as a battle trophy, ruled over Thirsk for six years. Vibek the Stone, Nord Female, slew seven Imperial pirates and presented their helmets as battle trophies, ruled over Thirsk for three years. Hjarknir Greenhand, Nord Male, slew an entire grove of Spriggans and presented their taproot hearts as battle trophies, ruled Thirsk for 27 years. Buyold the Intrepid, Nord Female, slew the great beast of Ilfark and presented its stomach as a battle trophy, rules Thirsk as of this writing. Expansion 
The Thirsk Mead Hall is nearly the same today as it was over a hundred years ago, a testament to the quality of its construction. But while Thirsk itself did not grow, its inhabitants did, and before long the Grand Mead Hall could not house all who wished to dwell within. So, over the years, many Nords have left Thirsk to establish their own private dwellings out in the wilderness of Solstein, relying on the island's many caves and natural shelters. But those who left were always welcome back at Thirsk, and many returned frequently to enjoy the Mead Hall's hospitalities. It is also important to note that although over a hundred years have passed since the group first left the Skal village, the Skal and Thirsk Nords have always remained civil to one another, and even trade resources on occasion. Relationship with Ravenrock The Thirsk Nords hold the same relations with Ravenrock that they once held with the Empire when its presence was more known on Solstheim, a deliberate disinterest and lack of complication. Both sides remain happy if they can plausibly believe the other doesn't exist. Which is not to say there is any cause for enmity. Rather, there is simply no cause for fellowship among these two very differing cultures. A law and order within Thirsk. Within the Mead Hall, the chieftain serves as judge, jury, and executioner if necessary. The reality is that Thirsk has always been a fairly peaceful place, with camaraderie and goodwill the norm. Solstheim can be a harsh home, and the Nords of Thirsk have long realized that fighting each other isn't nearly as productive as battling the island's bears, wolves, draugr, reeklings, and whatever other fell creatures may roam the land. Still, there is the occasional disagreement, which more often than not ends in bloodshed, and every few years someone gets it into his head to challenge a chieftain to a blood duel to try to gain possession of Thirsk. Generally speaking, the Nords of Thirsk are one big, happy, barbarian-like family, and, like any family, they have their squabbles. The Ash Times Since the eruption of the Red Mountain, the southern portion of Solstheim has been lost to waste and dark elf occupation. Thirsk sits just above the desolated area, though, and happily escaped the destruction that fell over much of the land. In the years since, Thirsk has taken its role as haven all the more seriously. They focus on hospitality and on welcoming outsiders, whether they seek respite from the southern Ashlands or from the northern chill.